What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh, and happy Friday. Uh, we made it through another week, uh, another weird week. I think we're like we're finishing up the third week in uh, this uh, COVID-19 uh, lockdown. Uh, it's getting rough. Um, just recently, they've shut down all the uh, marinas and uh, I think the state boat launches. I don't think that means we can't put our kayaks in, but we got to be a little more strategic of where we launch now. You know, which, I mean, it could be worse. They could say we can't fish or put kayaks in the water at all, but I don't know. It seems like every week it just gets a little bit more and more uh, dramatic with what they take away from us. Uh, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just the situation that we're in and trying to make the, the most out of this, you know, fucked up situation. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Mother Nature, she was cruel again to uh, the Northeast, and uh, we can get snow all day today. Uh, started since last night. Uh, temperatures are back down like the 30s, and with a wind fill or wind chill of like 20. So I don't think I'll be going fishing this weekend anyways. Uh, the wind's been crazy, like like 20 to 40-mile-hour gusts. Um, so it, it's just shitty up here right now. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, you know, May will be better. May is always a good month for upstate New York. But uh, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, just shitty weather, shitty quarantine, uh, not fishing, hanging out in my basement, working as a paramedic in the city. Uh, whatever. I'm still happy as fuck. Don't 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 believe the uh, don't don't believe my bullshit. Um, anyways, uh, not much going on in the scene right now. I mean, there's a few of these online tournaments I've already talked about the Jacks Ort- Orton the Jacks Orton COVID nineteen charity event. A bunch of us are in it. A lot a lot of people up there putting up some good numbers. Uh, I'm up there somewhere. Um, we also got the state challenges with KBF. Uh, all the local events doing some shit. Um, we got some other stuff coming up though here real soon. Um. You know, we got uh, David Cruz with Palm Warriors. They're putting up an event uh, April 26th. You can find Palm Warriors on Tourney X. Uh, like I said, April 26th. Which is a, it's a pretty much any body of water you want to fish. Uh, all kinds of cool. I'm going to bring them on the show to talk about that here pretty soon. But that's going to be a fun event. A lot of us are going to be doing that. Uh, there's also this, this crazy one coming up. I'll be talking to uh, the owner of this new tournament series coming up tonight. But it's uh, if you like March Madness, if you like, you know, bracket-style competition, there's some shit coming up here real soon with, uh, I think it's kayak, bracket, bass fishing or whatever. But uh, I promise I'll put some information about that here r- real soon. I'm really excited about that. Um, that's about all that's going on here. Uh, if you guys would, take a chance. Look at uh, one of my uh, supporters, uh, Outdoorsman Coffee, uh, David Cruz, another veteran-owned coffee company, uh, also owned by Kayak Anglers. So let's support our own. Uh, don't don't ever be uncaffeinated or unfueled when you go in the water. That's what we do. We wake up, we put coffee in, and we go we go carpe deal on the shit of the day or something like that. I don't know. But anyways, check them out, Outdoorsman Coffee. Get yourself some coffee. Um, get it from the right person. But, um, yeah, do that. Anyways, not much going here. Let's go, go on my show. Jake Sovac. Just met the guys. Like He had a pretty interesting Instagram. I got a lot of cool pictures of him catching fish. Uh, he's always just – he's got to be like one of the most like fit – kayaking those in the world I'm not, not trying to say anything other than he he looks like he works out he's always taking his shirt off and uh flexing and you know showing off man it's disrespectful i don't like it and but anyways just kidding i had to have him on the show though he was a he's got to put out some pretty good content man uh, you can tell he loves fishing uh real uh enthusiastic about the sport uh brought him on we just talked about all kinds of shit man uh just fishing in florida where we come from, where the sports at right now, what we plan on doing in the near future. So just one of those cool conversations, like had no real point to it, except for just, you know, getting another person on the show and just 
just talking some shit. So that's all this was all about. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I hope you do. Uh, but I'm always looking for more anglers. It's a tough time, and not everybody wants to come to the show because not everyone's winning tournaments. But uh, you know, let's keep talking. Let's keep this sport fun. Let's keep doing these tournaments that we can. Uh, but more importantly, I want you guys to stay safe and healthy. Uh, do the right things. Uh, like I said, I know they're, they're, they're shutting shit down left and right. I'm not sure what all the laws and rules are anymore, but we don't need you guys getting arrested, ticketed, or getting sick or whatever, man. Just play it safe. Be smart. Wear a mask and stay at home when you're not out fishing. Anyways, love you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao. All right, what's up, Jake, man? Welcome to the Dark Waters. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good, man. Uh, well, I mean, this is your first time on the show. I've been following you for a while on Instagram, so I've been meaning to get you on here for a minute, but um, since it is your first time on the show, do you mind just like kind of introducing yourself, just kind of like who you are, what you're doing, like what's going on in your life right now? Yeah, man. Um, so uh, I live down in Fort Lauderdale, um, originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I've, in the last 10 years, I've lived in probably 10 different cities, mostly up in like Northeast, up into uh, Ontario a little bit, New York and Massachusetts. Um, came down to Florida for grad school and uh, ended up getting a job in Fort Lauderdale as a strength and conditioning coach at uh, Nova Southeastern University. Yeah, I was going to, like, 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 you know, not, not trying to hit on you or anything, but I was like, like you got to be like one of the best looking dudes in uh, kayak bass fishing or period. <laughs> like, like, like if there was a, if there was a, you know, a monthly uh, or no, whatever, a calendar, you'd be like month June or some shit like that. But uh, it's, uh, what part of Florida are you in right now? I'm down in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm originally from uh, Panama city, Florida. Uh, so, you know, I, I grew up around the Gulf coast. Uh, you know, this is a fishing podcast. Like, so why don't you just go ahead and like, like, how'd you get into fishing, man? I grew up fishing. Um, so my family's got a boat up on Lake Erie. I grew up walleye fishing. I never really got into bass fishing until I was in my teens. Um, so basically we had like a, an inflatable dinghy and I would, every time we went camping, I'd go buy a spinner bait and just, uh, that would last me the weekend and I'd cast around and catch a couple bass here and there, but I never actually really knew what I was doing. Um, then, uh, my cousin Jeff took me out in his kayaks one day and he's like, Hey, let's go kayak fishing. I'm like, Never heard of that. Um, anyways, went out with him one time and just like fell in love with it. And, like next day, I was online looking for uh, looking for fishing kayaks, and that's that's how I ended up getting into it. Well, now you were uh, you did some other stuff before you did kayak fishing too, right? If I'm not mistaken, I saw something about you were like a, a co angler for F F L W or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is my first year doing it. I'm a co angler for the F L W B F L in the uh, in the Gator Division, which is you know Florida. Um, which has been awesome. It's uh, really, I signed up to uh, just to try to learn a lot more about fishing and like how guys are catching them, what to look for, stuff like that. Um, and it's been, it's been so awesome. I've loved every second of it. Um, it's weird not being in control of the boat and just fishing off the back of somebody else's boat. But uh, yeah. at the same time, there's so many talented fishermen uh, fishing these, this, uh, this series that there's, there's just so much to learn from them. Right now, uh, you know, like being in Florida, is there sort of like, are you, uh, are you pushed towards more salt water? Or are you hitting a lot of, a lot more fresh water? Like, you know, I mean, I, if you live there, like you're, uh, 
if you just go strictly off your Instagram, like you're like a fishing gypsy all over the place, catching all kinds of weird fish. Uh, so what, what, what is like, what do you really do? Like what, what are you majority time uh, spending? Where are you spending majority of your time on the water at? Uh, bass fishing. Definitely bass. Fishing. bass fishing. Okay. Um, man, I've been, I've been wanting to get into saltwater fishing more and uh, I've gone out in my kayak a handful of times. And every time I go out, I get skunked and like, unless I'm going out with somebody on a, on a guided trip or something, I have no idea what I'm doing or where to get started. So it's, it's gotten frustrating and the bass fishing has been so good that I'm just like, ah, uh, I could go and try to figure salt water out or I can go crush some of these uh, freshwater fish here. Yeah. You know, that's weird. Like it's different for me. Like if I could, cause you know, you know I already said I'm from Florida. If I can go back to Florida, cause right now in upstate New York, uh, close to Ontario. Um, if I could go back to Florida, I, I don't know if I would freshwater fish anymore because, like, you know, I grew yeah. up in the, like, you know, the, uh, the panhandle. And we got all the uh, what we call like, the intercoastal waterways where all the, the yeah. bays and the flats are. And, you know, when I was growing up, I used to go up there like just wade fishing and catch like redfish and trout. Um, and that, 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 those fish are so fun to catch. Um, I don't know because I, you know, I didn't really start bass fishing until I moved up here because, you know, growing up and being spoiled, like growing up on the saltwater like I did, it's just like every day you know, when you go fishing, it doesn't matter what you're going for. If you put a – you know, a shrimp on a hook, and you throw it out there. You just watch the water turtle up, you know, tur- you know turmoil going yeah. on underneath there. There's, like, so much violence going on underneath the water, and you never know what you're going to catch. You catch a, a redfish, a trout, I don't know, a freaking shark. I don't know. You never know what you're going to catch when you go saltwater fishing. So I've always had, like, a lot of fun, a lot of love for, like, the saltwater fishing, but, you know, we don't have the ocean up here anymore, so it's just, like, I got yeah. stuck with bass fishing. But, you know, if I was back home, I, I feel like I would really be, like, hitting, like, the – like those bays, those flats, and really like get into like the redfish uh, fishing. I'm not sure, quite sure about what Fort, Fort Lauderdale is. I'm not sure like how coastal you guys are, but dude, I, I love being on the coast when I was down in Florida. Yeah, from from what I've heard, really, uh, you got to go up kind of towards Jupiter uh, to get into some good salt water, or uh, you got if you're in the Miami area, Fort Lauderdale area, you got to go offshore, which yeah. there's a ton of guys that do it. It's something I want to do um, as soon as I can. Uh, the same thing though. I don't have the gear for it. I don't know what I'm doing, so I'd like to get out with some people who can yeah, help I, me out. Yeah, I, I was curious about that too, cause you know, you know, cause even up here, you know, we got the Great Lakes. Uh, I live like real close to Lake Ontario, and you got a lot of guys who take the kayaks out there. They go out there, they they hunt those uh the salmon and like those deep water trouts that are up here, and they just got this. They got you know, it's like for one, I've already spent a shit ton of money. Like just doing the bass fishing thing, you know, my kayak was expensive, all the fishing gear, the the specialty poles and all the lures. It's like my wife, she she won't support a uh, another adventure, you know. So you know, so but, but I'm curious, you know, like cause all those guys, like how, how much different is it as far as like their equipment goes, you know, like, to go out there and chase like those you know mackerels or whatever the hell they're out there catching. Um, I mean, it looks fun in theory. It looks like it'd be a, a really good time. But I just don't know, like like what what do you need for that kind of fishing? I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. That's the thing. I think it's just heavier gear, heavier rod, um, you know, saltwater reels so that you don't end up messing up any of the gear that you got. Um, but yeah, like I've, I've got a couple saltwater combos just to, just for when I go out inshore fishing once in a while, just to try to figure it out. But other than that, I, I mean, like I said, I don't even know where I would begin with that. Yeah. It's just, it's just like one of those things, like I, I, I'm such a new bed. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, so you know, what lakes are you, uh, down there really fishing at? Like, uh, did you hit like any of the Kissimmee lakes or anything like that? I've fished a little bit of everything at this point. Um, you know, I mean, that's the thing that keeps me going back to freshwater too, is like, especially, I, all right, so I played, uh, hockey through college and I finished playing hockey and, you know, I just felt like I didn't have any competition in my life anymore. And 
that's what kind of keeps me around with bass fishing. It's like, okay, I can go figure out saltwater fishing or I can get better at bass fishing and be right. able to compete a little bit more with, uh, with any tournaments that I get into. Um, but when I, uh, when I first moved down here, I was living in Tampa and every single weekend I'd just choose a different body of water to go check out yeah. and try to figure out. So, I mean, I've been to, on the St. John's river. I've been to uh, Lake George, Harris chain, um, Kissimmee chain, uh, couple lakes down here lake ida uh lake Pan like most likely if you could name a body of water in central florida maybe a little bit north or south i've probably been to it right now do you uh i'm not too familiar like as far as what you do is like for you know tournament wise um are you fishing a lot of the kbf tournaments or, or hobies or like you know what's your what's, what's your tournament history so i don't have a lot of tournament history especially on the kayak um i've fished a couple tournaments over the past two or three years um I want to get more into the KBF. My problem is I don't have the time to travel. So as, yeah. a, as a strength and conditioning coach, I'm working six to six Monday through Friday and I'm at a college. So, um, you know, uh, August through May, I'm staying busy five days a week and, uh, getting days off of work is tough. And that's actually part of the reason why I like the, uh, the FF, FLW BFLs as a co-anglers. I don't have to do the pre-fishing. I just got to show up on tournament day. I can go out on somebody's boat and just get on the fish. Um, cause if I'm, if I'm doing it on my own, it's really hard for me to take a day off of work to go spend the time to figure a lake out and find some spots. Yeah. And that, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, you know, I do a lot of tournaments. I mean, obviously not right now with the, uh, this, this coronavirus, but like, like, cause I'm like, you know, very competitive, you know, I grew up playing sports, uh, you know, years and years in the military. And we all know like how competitive all those assholes are. Um, yeah. so like I spent a lot of, you know, like I'm, I'm competitive. So like one of my problems with kayak fishing is that great. I'm not that great at it. But I'm still, I'm still super competitive, and so I have a hard time like committing to the idea of doing like all these like big tournaments because, dude, if I can't go there a week prior like everyone else is and pre-fish and learn to wake and you come up with strategies and and go into like game day like just feeling like cocky and you know overzealous, you know it's it's tough for me to get behind that because like to me it's like it's you know I, I didn't come here to play I came here to win like I'm I'm here to uh, you know cash a check or uh, whatever and so it's it's tough when you got like like real life responsibilities, you know, cause you're an adult now, yeah. you know, you were up in my thirties. And so, you know, I can't really make kayak bass fishing, like my number one priority in life. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I really like about where I'm at right now, as far as work goes is, um, so the, the school I work at is a division two school. So I get most of my weekends off. If I, you go up to a division one or and especially like a powerhouse division one, you know, like you don't get very much time off. So, yeah. And as, eventually I'll move for work and, probably get a little busier but for now i've been loving having weekends off and being able to fish as much as i have been i may not be able to do all the uh the pre-fishing that i want to but i've still been able to get into some tournaments and yeah do all right wish yeah, so, i could get some more yeah so so what are you because i mean you got like you know i, I hate to you know the judge a man by his followers <laughs> but you know when you look at like your uh, your instagram well it's like you got thirteen thousand people who are following you um, Grant, I know you take your shirt off a lot and you're out there getting a suntan, <laughs> you got the long hair, the beard. And so I'm sure you know, that helps, but like, you know, what are you doing that's making you like so popular? Cause like I said, I don't really know much about you. I just like, wow, this guy, every picture he posts, he's fishing and he's got 13,000 followers. I'm like, you might want to like find out who this guy is and see what, you know, what's he doing? Because maybe I could learn something from you, but what are you doing to like really put yourself out there and get, and get, get known the way you're known? Well, I mean, uh, so I'm always really straightforward with this every time uh, my followers get brought up. So I owned a business, a fitness business for years. And uh, we, it was my brother and I, we grew this page for as long as we could and grew it and grew it. And long story short, we got busy 
And uh, we closed the business down. We both got our own jobs and kind of went in more into adult life. And uh, so anyways, I'm sitting with this Instagram page with, we, at that point, we probably had 14 or 15,000 followers. And I'm like, man, we put all this work in to get all these followers and I don't want it to go to waste. Right. So uh, I just started posting my fishing stuff there. And um, obviously a lot of people unfollowed because it was originally a fitness page, but um, it was actually surprising. Like, I still get a lot of, uh, like a lot of interaction from these old fitness accounts that used to follow me or still follow me. And then um, kind of just because I was still getting that interaction, I think other fishing pages were able to kind of um, find me. And I guess people just like what I post and I've, I've been able to grow more as a fishing page as opposed to uh, a fitness page. Like what, used to what, be. Do you feel the difference now? Like, cause I, you know, it was a fitness page. Are you starting to feel like it's now being like looked at as more of a fishing page? I mean, granted people don't really have a choice, but do you feel like you're, you're getting more of the, uh, the fishing followers compared to where it was a few years ago when it was just a fitness page? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Every time I post a picture, you know, I get a handful of followers, which is great. And even recently it's been getting, it's been growing more and more and more. Um, so I mean, it, it, it's a process. Like, like I said, I lost a lot of followers, obviously, because right. you know, people think they're following a fitness page and all of a sudden there's a guy holding a fish on their, on their feed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I've gotten quite a few fishing followers and a lot of people, uh, are kind of keep interacting with me. So it's been, it's been good. Well, has it helped you at all? Because, you know, like that, when, when, you know, in, in this sport, like it seems to be like what makes a, a great, you could be the, you could be the best at fishing be great but like if you don't have the followers and you don't have the uh the recognition like it doesn't really matter like it's just one of those it's just one of those things about the sport is just like it, it, it is about like marketing yourself and you're putting content out there um you know and things like that do you, do you feel like you kind of got like a, a, maybe a possibly a head start with it because you do have you know, i'm not saying you can't fish obviously you can you got fish you got fish all over your instagram but i'm saying like you know like you got 13 14 thousand followers do you feel like you're getting some love from like uh companies and stuff who want you to you know, you like, use their brand or promote their brand. I, I know you're a vibe guy, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, do, do you do you feel like it's you got kind of an advantage over some people just because of you know how how this kind of like organically moved into where it is now? Um, I'd say a little bit. Um, I think when companies are looking at other pages, um, something they really look into as opposed to looking at followers, they'll look at the content and see how many likes it has, comments, right. like how, what the, what the actual interaction is actually like. So if you have, you know, 13,000 followers and your picture gets 20 likes, then there's something wrong there. Um, but, uh, I've been able to kind of, I guess, keep the content good enough where people are still interacting with it and, uh, like it and stuff like that. So, uh, I think it has helped me get a little bit of attention from companies, but, um, like you brought up vibe and really getting on vibes radar was mostly about being involved with their, uh, um, their community page or vibe kayaks owners group on Facebook. Uh, I stayed really active in that. Um, talked to a bunch of people, just passed along the knowledge that I knew shared my love for the, for the company. And, um, you know, some people uh, noticed it, which was great. And I've been loving it since I've uh, been on their pro staff. All right. Well, I got, I got to ask you about vibe. Cause I don't know too much about vibe. I don't have anything against vibe, but what is the, uh, I've seen you on the, uh, the, the kayak bass nation, uh, wall a few times, but like, there seems to be like this uh, animosity towards vibe people. <laughs> Where do you think that yeah. came from? <laughs> you know, like it's it's too bad because vibe really tries to just get people in kayaks, and 
you know, I'm not even trying to pump Vibes tires, but if they weren't a company when I started shopping for a kayak, I would not be kayak fishing right now. Right. Um, I went and looked for my first kayak. Like I said, my cousin took me out, and um, next day I was on Google looking for kayaks. I typed in fishing kayaks, and uh, Vibe was the first one to come up. It was the Skipjack 90. It's a nine-foot kayak. It was 500 bucks, and, you know, that was pretty much all the savings I had from working over the summer. I was still in college at the time, and, uh, you know, like, you look at other companies at that time, there wasn't another kayak out there that cost less than probably $2,000. So, right. and I mean, with, so without vibe, I would not be on the water as much as I was. Um, then, uh, when it, when I finally really started getting more and more into the kayak fishing, it was like, all right, it's time to upgrade into a little bit bigger kayak. Now I'm in a Seaghost 110. Uh, and now it's time to upgrade again. Now I'm doing more tournaments and need to cover more water. And I got the, uh, the new Shearwater 125 coming out and, uh, It'll be here actually in a, a week or two, so I'm really looking forward to that. Well, nice, man. Well, so like, like going back to like just you know back back to fishing and the content that you're putting out. Like, are you do you just fish for fun, or do you also have like another agenda, like like going towards the content that you're putting out? The pic, you know, because I mean, look, we all love the fish, but goddamn, it, it feels good to take a picture of a fish when you catch one and, and put it on and, and getting all those likes. And like, look, we're all we're all in this for like some like instant gratification or whatever it is that we're doing it for. But uh, is that like when you go when you, when you go about fishing, are you planning this based off like what kind of content you could put out? Uh, are you picking like certain rivers or lakes based off what you know about them, based off what you can put on your Instagram or whatever you're doing? Or are you, are you just going out and just winging it and having a good time? Oh, I just go out and wing it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do everything I do just for fun. You know, like if, you know, if I didn't have a, like Bob Cox is the one and only pro staff I'm on. Um, and even if I wasn't on the pro staff, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be doing right. whatever I'm doing now, just going out, try, trying out new bodies of water, finding the fish and just having fun, trying to do tournaments the best I can. Uh, competing as best I can, but yeah, I mean, the social media aspects just kind of a added layer of fun to me. It's uh, it's fun to show what I can do, and you know, if people like looking at it, then that's even better. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Like, I mean, yeah, great. Like, I mean, I don't know what to say about it. like you, know, you, you can try to hate on it all you want, but like, I love posting pictures of me catching fish on Instagram. I think it's uh, I love people's reactions. I love, you know, like going back and looking at it. Like, God damn, I caught a big fish the other day. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it becomes addictive, you know, like you're putting content out in, in some ways. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, it's, it's funny too. Cause like sometimes you post a picture and you're like, Oh man, this picture's going to get so many likes. And it's like, Oh, no one cares. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. No one gives then, a shit. Uh, like I, I put a, I posted a picture a couple of days ago of me setting the hook and it's like the most, uh, most liked picture I've posted. <laughs> So what's your, uh, you know, being down in Florida, like, what's your favorite kind of lake to fish? Are you a, uh, you know, great, Florida's not like, you know, upstate New York where we got the, the deep uh, glacier lakes where, like, it goes from, like, three feet to, like, a thousand feet or whatever, and there's dinosaurs in the bottom of it uh, type lakes. Uh, you know, but, like, you know, I grew up in Florida, so most of it's, like, kind of, like, a lot of shallow, a lot of grassy areas. You know, what are some of, like, your uh, strengths or things that you look for when you go out fishing? Oh, man. Uh, that's something that's tough, too, is, like, every time I go out, I, like I said, I try to fish so many different areas, and there's so there's been so many different lakes I've fished in Florida that everything's a little bit different. Um, when I'm out on a boat, uh, I go out with a buddy that I, I played hockey with up in Jacksonville. He uh, he takes me out a lot. Uh, his name's Tyler Shepard, and um, he uh, we've hit fished the Harris chain together. A lot of it's just learning from them. If I'm out on a boat with somebody, a lot of it's just learning how they fish it, how they prepare to fish, what we're looking for in the water, reading graphs, stuff like that. Um, when I go out on my own, it's, uh, 
I try to just find a section and pick it apart because I'm always out on a kayak. So uh, I'll pick it, pick a launch area and just try to figure out what might work. So like, let's say I'm going on the Harris chain. I know that there's uh, that grass fishing there is huge or hydrilla fishing there is huge. Um, so I'll just try to find the drop offs and then go out there, try to find out where the grass lines end and fish from there and figure it out while I'm on the water. Um, I like fishing shallow as much as I can flipping, pitching and all that. Um, that, that the, uh, the wind's got to cooperate too. That can be tough. Yeah. In the kayak, so. Yeah. yeah I, had I mean, a, it's, go ahead. I had a hard time the other day. Uh, you know, I, I've been like anxious cause you know, we're not like Florida. Like when winter comes, winter comes and uh, it shuts, yeah. it shuts the lakes down. Like it's frozen. You, you, you got to drill a hole to go find fish if you want to fish in the winter. So, okay. you know, like, like the water's just now gotten to where it's, uh, it's decent. Like, uh, and so like the other day, like my wife was at work and I'm like, I need you to come home now. The sun's up. It's, it's, it's 50 degrees. I need you to come home so I can go fish this because I've been waiting all year for a day like this. Um, and then, you know, she gets here, gets, gets home like 30 minutes early. I haul ass to the lake. It's windy as shit. Like, I mean, I'm talking about like white cap and I'm like I, I, negative. I'm going out there regardless. And so, you know, I go out there, the wind's blowing me. It's, uh, it's tough, but it was like one of the best days I ever had, like fishing, like, you know, like, like my, my third cast. I ended up catching like a, a 17 and a quarter inch fish. I mean, that, that, that dude fought too. Like, it, was, it was a tough fish. And like, you know, four or five casts later, I caught like a 16, but it, 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 it fought too. It was like, that was one of the best days I have. Cause I've always been scared of wind. Whenever I see white caps, I'm like, I'm not going out there in that shit. That shit's dangerous. But like, but these days, I guess I'm getting cocky cause I've been doing it for a while now. But, uh, you know, I'm actually becoming quite the fan of wind now. Oh yeah. 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 I, I still get, I think it's tough, man. Uh, being in the wind. Like you really got to make adjustments if you're if you're fishing in the open water you got to like paddle up make a cast work yep. it back paddle back up make a cast um yeah but I, think but, I think I think they're moving though like, I think that wind that the, the way that water is you know it's going all turmoil it's all crazy it somehow like gets these guys like hungry or, or aggressive and I was like I you know I I've caught a lot of fish but like these fish like they 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 seem like they were they were about it. Like they like you know I'm out there I'm risking my life and I'm like yeah you know let's get after it and like these fish are the same way they're like yeah fuck it let's, you know, let's do this and like they're just they were like they were like they were just attacking the shit out of my uh, my chatter baits like I would throw like every other like every other lure I'm just get hit get hit get hit and it was like for the for the first time I realized like oh man maybe if I wasn't such a coward and I went up there and, and fished more <laughs> of these kind of days maybe I would have better you know because you know that's one of the things that you know, at tournaments that I learned is that like. You know, especially I did the uh, Santa Cooper a few months ago before everything shut down. But, like, we, we came off the water early because the weather got real bad. Like, the wind came in. It was white capping. But uh, guys were still out there catching fish. It's just like, well, maybe if I would have went out there and, like, just braved it out a little bit and, and, and took my chances. And, st- you know, and maybe I, maybe I would have put up a limit or something like that, you know? You never know. Yeah, I mean, all right, so I think the fishing definitely gets better in the wind. But when you're in the kayak, you got you to gotta kind of have a limit. I know, or, you know, it gets X amount of miles an hour and you got to call it. And I mean, if it, if it gets up to 20 plus miles an hour, it's just not any fun anymore. Uh, but if you're sitting in that like 10 to 15 mile an hour range, you might get a little bit irritating, but you know, you're still going to be able to catch some fish and have fun out there. I know it was bad the other day. It, it, I would say like gusts were like 30 or 40 something mile an hour winds at, at the gust. The like guy was out there. I was like, dude, Josh, you're being stupid. Like, like the coronavirus is going on, all this stuff and all these natural dangers. And here you are being an asshole with your little kayak out here trying to catch a fish, <laughs> you know, cause you've been like, you've been stuck in the basement for all winter. And now you're trying to go out there and get your fix, but whatever. I caught some big ass fish the other day. So it is what it is. Oh, it's worth it at that point. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. 
if that's your first time getting out for the year, I'd go into, I'd go out in anything. Yeah. So, um, what, you know, obviously, well, you know, Florida's a weird state. Like Florida's kind of a cowboy state in the sense that like the rest of the country is shutting down, but Florida just now took the spring breakers off the beach. Um, you know, so, you know, I don't know what's going on in Florida, even though I'm from there, but how has the uh, coronavirus affected you now as far as like fishing or, or, you know, what you're doing? Um, has it been, a, has it been a big adjustments like it is up in New York? In New York, we're pretty much shut down. The only thing you can do is fish as long as you fish by yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it seems like people aren't really taking it too seriously down here. Um, you know, like I, I'll go out of the house, uh, to shop like once a week. I'm trying to, you know, trying to stay inside or just out fishing, but it, everything's still crowded. People are still filming grocery stores, cars are on the road. Um, I'm still working from home. So I still have like meetings and stuff to go through, go to, uh, except for Friday. So I kind of get a day where I can, uh, you know, get out fishing for an extra, th- extra day. So I'll go off Friday, Saturday, which so is you're still, good, you're, you're still, you're still fishing a lot then, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they, they've shut down a couple boat ramps, um, mostly in, uh, like between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And, uh, I think more up towards central Florida and, uh, further up North, everything's still open as far as I know. Um, I haven't gotten turned away yet. Nice. I've been getting out of, uh, out of Broward County. Yeah. Well, do you got anything, you got any like trips or anything planned in the near future? Um, I was planning on going back up to Ohio for the 4th of July weekend. My family always gets together and, uh, it, you know, we're still a little ways out from there, but you know, who knows how travel plans are going to get affected. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going anywhere for a while, but you know, you'll be from Ohio. You know, I, I talked to a lot of guys of like, you know, like whatever, uh, another podcast, Paddle and Finn, most of those guys are from Ohio area. And so we do a lot of interaction with each other. And, uh, you know, Ohio is a different place to fish compared to Florida. Uh, you know, you being from like the Ohio area and some of the other places you live, what was like the, like some of the big difference that you noticed, like going down there and fishing and fishing in Florida compared to, you know, what little waters you guys have in Ohio, depending on where you're from Ohio as well. Cause you know, I know like some guys who live close to the great lakes, they got great fishing. Um, but then if you don't live close to great lakes, like you're fishing like these, uh, they love them, but they're like raggedy ass rivers and shit for like small mouse and stuff. So, you know, what, yeah. what's, been, what's been the big difference for you as far as like, you know, the, the traveling you've done and like where you're at now fishing? Uh, it seems like there's a lot more, a lot more finesse fishing up in Ohio. Uh, you know, like weightless rigs, uh, like Ned rigs, smaller jigs, stuff like that. And like, I mean, when I lived in Ohio, I, I barely ever flipped and punched. And I mean, there really wasn't even stuff to punch. It was just, you know, flipping into some pads once in a while when you could find them. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'd say just a lot more finesse fishing up there than it is down here. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you miss being in from like in Ohio at all? Like as far as fishing goes, like, uh, I mean like in some ways, like Florida's like a Mecca, right? That's why. Cause I mean, you can fish there year round. They got the Florida bass spot, you know, like just and big fish. Um, and, you know, especially like we get to like the pre-spawn days, like Florida's fire, like Florida's got like yeah. some of the best fishing, you know, and we know cause we, we both live there. Uh, but but so, I don't know, like even living up here, like in New York, it's like, yeah, but you know, our our fish aren't as highly pressured as they are down in Florida. Um, I feel like you know I catch more fish up here, but I'll catch bigger ones down in Florida. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the fish are definitely easier to catch up there. Um, but the, I'll tell you the one thing that I miss about Ohio is not being afraid of gators out on the water. <laughs> Man, that I'm still getting used to it. I still get a little uh, a little scared when I see one out there. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna go paddle the other way. Um, 
I, I know at this point they're not going to bother me at all, but you know, it's still, uh, still freaky. You see a 10 foot alligator chilling out in the water with you. You're in a little kayak and you're just like, uh, you, you, not a big fan of that. Alligators are scary, man. They, they are. But like one thing that really scares me about fishing for, cause you know, like Florida, they have like all the submerged trees. Um, and, you know, you get to like those really swamp marsh areas, like, like you're in trees and it, it, it looks the way you would think Florida would look fishing. Uh, but you know, I don't, you know, what scares me the most are those goddamn snakes that are hanging in those goddamn trees waiting for you to wait to fall in your kayak or whatever. Um, I don't like, you know, I, I, they're all over the place. Like snakes are, are not rare in Florida at all. Like they're all over the place. Dude, tell you what, I just saw my first snake in Florida, uh, two weeks ago. I've Ugh. been here for almost, I've been here for almost two years. I just saw my first snake. Really? Dude, yeah, like, it I, was, I was, it was sitting in the middle of the road. I was driving and leaving. It was just like hanging out in the middle of the road. See, well, that was like, like, to this day, I'm still scarred from like, because I've had a lot of snake experience, especially in Florida. Um, and I remember like one time we were just, uh, we were, we were going down the creek in an inner tube or whatever. And there's just, there's just like water moccasins all like tangled up in these trees, waiting to fall on you. You know, just, just you know, hunting little minnows and shit. It was there. The snakes down in Florida, you know, one of the, it was terrifying. Uh, and to this day, like, you know, we got snakes up in New York, and like everyone's like, oh, they're not poisonous, and blah blah blah. Like, no, it's a fucking snake. Get away from, get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> they, all they want to do is bite you. That's all they want to do is bite you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had the uh, when I was in Ohio, they had the black water snakes everywhere. I and mean, same thing, they're harmless. They see you, they're gonna just go away. But it's like, man, it's a snake. I don't want anything to do with that. Well, that's like you know, like, well, one of the things I love about living in upstate New York is that, you know, like when I was down in South, like there's things that will kill you. You know, alligators, snakes. Hurricanes, tornadoes, uh, you got mosquitoes, you know, whatever they're carrying disease, like whatever. Like if in upstate New York you get a blizzard, that's that's the most dangerous thing that could happen to you. Down in Florida, I just feel like Mother Nature is still in charge down there, and if you don't watch it, uh, she'll fuck your ass up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, definitely that'd be the, that'd be the one thing I miss about Ohio, being able to just like jump in the water and not have to worry about something coming up and eating you or biting you or God, something I mean, like that. <laughs> Florida still has dinosaurs, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's, yeah. there's there are dinosaurs that are in the in the waters that are you know, they get up to like what 10, 12 feet just walking around looking for shit to eat. And then you got the uh you got the uh the, the python situation down in the Everglades where it's like they're they they pretty much decimated the ecosystem because they're not supposed to be there but they've eaten everything. Uh and so now you got this big battle going on between like alligators and pythons. Uh you know, it's it's Florida's a crazy place. It's wild. Man, South, South Florida is like the Amazon, man. It's like the, we got the bullseye snakeheads down here, the peacock bass, we, um, uh, the, the clown knife fish, and then now you got the snakes and like all kinds of other stuff. Well, have you, uh, have you, have you started targeting any of those kind of fish, like the uh, the peacock bass or anything like that? I mean, I saw, I saw you, you caught a few, uh, you know, I saw on your Instagram. Do you go out and try to catch those things? Yeah, once in a while. So I got actually got a canal that goes right behind my uh, right behind my apartment, and so I'll go out back there like after work or something, and I'll catch a lot of peacocks back there. Usually not too big, um, but you know, for being able to go to your backyard and catch a couple of fish, it's pretty fun. Well, well um, like t- talk about that fish for a little bit because I've never, you know, like th- those are south. Like I was, I grew up in the Panhandle, so uh, we didn't really have a lot of those. Like what kind, what kind of fish is that? And um. Like, you know, how's it targeted? Is it, is, it, is it like a bass? Is it aggressive as a bass? Or when I look at it, it, it looks like it's more like a bottle feeder type fish. I don't know. I've never dealt with them. But like, what, what, what the fuck is a, a peacock bass? <laughs> Man, it's uh, it's an aggressive fish. Um, yeah? You, you fish for it a lot like you would a largemouth. Uh, usually a lot more moving baits, though. Um, so, 
it's cool. Like in our back, in our canal back, you can see the fish. Anytime you stop moving your bait, they just turn away. Um, you got to keep it moving, uh, and they hit it really hard. They fight like crazy. Um, and there, there's some big ones, but and when you get when you hook into the big ones, they are a blast. They fight like you wouldn't believe. Um, but like I said, I don't get too many big ones back here, unfortunately. Now those are, those are they're freshwater fish, right? They are freshwater. Yeah, I mean, and uh, FWC actually introduced them into the canal system just because they were able to live and uh, they thought it'd be fun for the fishermen. Yeah, I mean, like, ever, like everyone swears by them. I just don't know anything about them because it, it seems like they only exist down there in like South Florida. Yeah, in the U.S., I'm pretty sure that South Florida is the only place that they actually are. Um, but I mean, they're a blast. They're, they're so much fun to catch, if you, especially if they're hot. They just they hit so hard and they fight like crazy. And it's all it's all it's all power fishing too. You know, you're throwing um, you're throwing spinner baits and jerk baits, working them as fast as you can, uh, lipless crank baits, uh, anything that's constantly moving, and and it's just yeah, it's it's a crazy fight every time. Nice. Now, so you haven't done any of the other like uh, you know, like I said, Florida, Florida's Florida. It's got it's got salt water. Like you're surrounded by salt water. Have you done like anything like like trying to catch sheepheads or uh, you know, any any kind of like. In, inland type saltwater fishing at all so i went out with uh with my dad i'm trying to remember where we were um oh man that was a couple three about three hours north of fort lauderdale um up almost towards the almost in uh, daytona and uh anyways i caught a a black drum up there that was a lot of fun we didn't get a yeah. weight on it uh might have been like 40 40 pounds ish I mean, yeah. that was a, that was a lot of fun. Um, caught a lot of sea trout. That was pretty much what we were going for, sea trout and reds. And then uh, we spent a little bit of time going after the uh, black drum, and I could not believe this thing fighting. I mean, he was telling me that he's caught way bigger ones. The uh, the charter captain, he was explaining to me that they caught way bigger ones, and they were there, but um, they weren't eating that well that day. But we got one, and it was, man, it was, it was fun to fight. It was awesome just to see how big these fish are that, that they get in the ocean. Yeah, dude, I miss it. Like, I'd say, like, if, like, if I lived down in Florida, I think I would be, especially with the kayak, like, like really, like, getting, like, those inland saltwater fishes, like the reds, you know, the, the, the drums you can find, the uh, sheepheads, the tarp, especially down, like, sa- like south-south. Uh, you got, like, tarpon and uh, schnooks and uh, with the, the with bonehead, uh, yeah, the bonehead fish or whatever. Like, it's just, like, it's, like, ah, oh, man, there's just so much down there in Florida. Like, fishing, fishing is, 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 is completely different in Florida than it is, like, as far as I can, you know, comparing to like the rest of the country, it's a, it's a, it's a beast of its own. Like there's just so much you could do with fishing down there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much to dive into. That's the hardest thing is like, there's, there's so many different species to fish for so many different ways to do it. I had a guy ask me if I wanted to go offshore and learn how to kite fish from a kayak. And I'm like, uh. I'm like, I've, yeah, but I mean, I don't know where to begin. And like, that's like, I mean, just getting all the equipment to start into that, like, I'm sure it's expensive. It's yeah, and I'm like, you, I don't have any idea, like, how to do it. But, like, I, I don't know. When I think of, like, you know, going for those redfish, you know, the reds or the uh, the trout, to me, it just seems like it's bass fishing, really. I mean, that's, when I when I was growing up, when I grew up in Florida, it's just like you had, like, a little bass fishing rod. You go out there with your lure, and you would pop it up, you know, pop a, you know, a jig or something off the bottom, and they would hit just like a bass. But the thing is, it's like when a redfish hits your pole, it's a lot bigger and, you know, like, to, you know, it, 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 it's better than a bass, in my opinion. Like when a, when a redfish hits your hits your line, like it's like it's you're in a fight. Um, but you know, it's 
I don't know. It's just like, if I lived in Florida, that's kind of what I think I would be targeting because you know, like, I don't know much about Fort Lauderdale, but I know there's so many bays like inland fishing, like in the, throughout the Panhandle that goes like from like, from, like you know, I was in Panama City, Florida, went all the way to like Louisiana, like you could you could find like uh, you know waterways that were just like you know they weren't the ocean, they were just like bays and uh, coves and uh, you know things like that, and it's just like those those are the parts of Florida that I miss the most because I'm just like God, if I only knew about kayak fishing when I first got into it. Uh, you know, like it would have changed the world. Like catching a, catching a redfish off a a kayak has got to be one of the, the coolest experiences. That you know, but I didn't know back then there wasn't kayak fishing when I was younger. Yeah, man. I mean, like that was one of the most disappointing things for me. Like I finally was like, all right, I'm gonna get into some saltwater fishing. And when I lived in Tampa, like the snook fishing, the red fishing is supposed to be great there. And I finally got to a point I'm like, all right, it's finally time for you to just figure out this saltwater fishing thing and then i moved down to fort lauderdale and then i kind of st- i stuck with it i'm like all right well i decided i was going to get into saltwater fishing and try to figure it out i went out a couple places out here and caught like barracuda and i think that was pretty much all i really caught which they were fun too i caught one yeah. that was caught one that was i don't know 15 pounds maybe it was a lot of fun awesome fight but i couldn't figure out still can't figure out how to find the reds how to find the snook or uh, or the trout it's uh and there's just so much good bass fishing that I'm like. There is, man. Florida, Florida, like, you know. I mean, like, I, I don't ever want to live in Florida again for uh, numerous reasons, but I definitely want to go back there and, like, fish Florida again. Like, especially now that, you know, like, two, three years I've been into, like, kayak fishing. I'm like, Florida's got some of the, like, especially, you know, like, you, know, you know, all the big tournaments go to these Pacific lakes and stuff down there. However, there's not, like, Florida's got tons of places to fish. Like, you know, like, the places where I'm from, there's, like, three or four different lakes that, that are huge, that are you know, even some of them are even brackish. So I don't even know what the hell lives in them, but it's just like there's so many places in Florida that you can fish, and you know they're gonna produce you know big ass bass. Yeah, I mean it's crazy here too. Like they, they got all the canal systems down here, and they've got freshwater snook cruising around, and like there's a lot of uh, like land-based fishermen that just go driving around all these different canals down here, and they're going after peacock bass and snakeheads, and then you every once in a while you'll see them pull a freshwater snook out of there that's like 42 inches long. Damn. And I, it's just like, it, you, 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 it's like you said, you, you got this brackish water and you don't even know what's swimming around in there. And it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So do you have anything, uh, you know, obviously this coronavirus is kind of fucking everything up right now. Um, like what, what do you have, what do you have planned for like the next few months as far as fishing goes? Are you just kind of like, cause like me, like right now, like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm doing online tournaments. Uh, I might do some of the local tournaments, uh, in, instead of New York, but even then, I don't know if that's, something i want to do because you know i don't know how bad you know how much i want to travel uh you know with this virus going on not because it's um uh, you know, like i mean you're healthy we work out so more than likely if we were to get sick we would survive but still you know it's like i don't know how you know how bad i really want to go and travel the state and and fish these different lakes that i don't know anything about um uh, i'm still deciding what i want to do because i do want to compete but it's like it's almost like Ah, the world's kind of shut down right now. Why, why should you and your kayak fishing feel any differently? You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know how you feel about things. But like, what, what are some of the things you're looking at uh, in the next few months with this virus going on? So, I mean, next few months, I mean, I when I'm going out fishing, I really don't stop anywhere. I don't go anywhere or interact with people. It's like I, I might stop and get gas and just go straight to the lake. You know, I'll pack my food and water from home. So, I'm, you know, I'm really not interacting with people all that much. So, as far as fishing goes, nothing's really changing. Um, we got, I got a tournament that I'm really excited for starting in uh, two weeks on the 18th. I'm pretty sure uh, it's like a bracket style tournament. It's like a, a March Madness style tournament. So it's one oh, nice. angler versus one angler. Uh, I saw a post in Kayak Bass Nation's Facebook page 
And I was like, you know what, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I've well, never how, seen a tournament. How they pair you? How, how they pair you up then? Like if you're just going against one angler, like that, that, that sounds really interesting. I'm really interested about this. So go ahead, go ahead and explain some more. Like it, it sounds cool. So based on what uh, what I, what Howie the guy explained it, who set it up, um, basically he tried to get everybody in like general regions that are in the same general area. So you know like Florida, Georgia, Alabama guys all in one region. I think there's some, there's a ton of Texas people mixed in there too, so they're kind of spread out. Uh, and then, you know, like Northeast guys and uh, I, I don't remember how many people there were from like out West. But so basically he tried to separate these everybody into a region the best he could based on where you were. Um, and then he just randomized it. You know, it's the same exact bracket as March Madness would be, you know, like 16 here, 16 here, 16 on the other side and 16 on the other side. Um, and um, he didn't he gave everybody like a one through 16 seed, but it was just all random. So uh, my first my first matchup, I'm fishing against a guy from Tennessee, I believe. Yeah, well, how they uh, how are they? Uh, actually, I'm just gonna like send me the info. I want to talk to this guy who's who set this up because it sounds it sounds interesting. It sounds like you know, I'm surprised I haven't heard about it yet. It sounds like it's, it's a it's a new way to uh, do online tournaments, and it sounds really fun. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for it. So it's gonna take uh, it's like over a five week period too. Right. So I mean, I think it's. I think it's something that would be tough to pull off if this, if all the coronavirus stuff wasn't going on, because I think it's really hard for people to commit that much time, that many weeks to a fishing tournament. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got your guys out there that are going to go fishing every single weekend, no matter what. Um, but like someone like me, like I, you know, I might take one, two, one to two weeks of those five weeks off and not go out fishing, but I got nothing else going on right now. I can go fishing once a what? weekend. Is it, is it Pacific days or, or is there like a, like a window of time that you're allowed to fish against this person? Or is it like a single day, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or whatever it is uh, on whatever body of water and go? Or is it like, could, could you, you know, like, could like, let's just say, because life is crazy. Like, we don't all have the same schedule. Could it be like, okay, you got from Monday to Sunday of this week to compete with this guy or fish this guy? And whatever. Like, I need to talk to the person who's doing this tournament, but like, what, what, what are the rule sets of things? So it looks like it's just set up for a single day each weekend. And then there's there's a weekend where I think they got like the, the Sweet 16 on Saturday and then uh, the Elite Eight on Sunday. But uh, other than that, it's one day, I think it's Saturday each weekend for the next five weekends. Now, like, how strict on they, are they about the water, like the, the, the body of water that you shoot the fish on? It's just uh, public waterways, anything that uh, anybody would have access to. So, I mean – it's crazy. It's crazy because there's so many people from so many places. Yeah, and like the thing is, is like, like I didn't do really, really do any online tournaments until this virus kicked off. Because whatever, we we can't do face to face tournaments right now. So I've always, because I've done some, but it's always like these these guys, and they're not they're not cheating. They're playing by the rules, but they know what pond produces 20, 20 and a half inch fish, and so they go out there, they just wear them out. Um, it, it, it crushed every one of these tournaments. Uh, and you know, you know that's what they do because then they go to like a, uh, you know, in-person tournament and they get crushed by the uh, competition because they don't know, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a big lake. So like, so you got these guys who, who who follow these online events and like I said, they're not cheating. They're they're playing by the rule set, but they know where to go and how to catch the big fish to be able to, you know, win those prizes. So that's like my only worry about doing like online tournaments like that. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, if you don't have your own secret spot I, where you know you're going to get those big ones, like, you're kind of putting yourself uh, behind the eight ball there. 
Yeah, but I know, but like, this is like me and you were going to compete, right? Like, we already know that Florida usually produces, on average, like a bigger fish than what they do in upstate New York. So all of a sudden, they, they put me against you, and it's like, where am I going to go to find consistent 20 inch and above fish, you know, at? It's, it's tough. I mean, it's like, I'm not saying that I do it. I'm just saying that was one of the reasons why I didn't do them. But now that we're in this weird situation where, like, we're not we're, we're not going to be doing uh, in-person tournaments for, you know, months or who knows, maybe next year. So it's something that I, I, I'm just sucking up and getting into. But still, it's just like we're talking about going one-on-one with someone. Like, I want to know where that guy fishes at. I want to know why he chose that body of water. Because, I mean, how, like, how much strategy is there now? Because, I mean, if this guy picks a golf course pond that that, <laughs> that has, like, six, six you know, 20-something-plus bass in there, it's like he's going to win, period. You know, unless you got a, unless you got a golf course, you know, with a pond that has big ass fish. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely be interesting. This is the first all online tournament that I've done because I know like KBF does the statewide tournaments every right. month. Um, actually, one there's a, another guy on the Vibe team uh, who just finished the tournament that, uh, for March, and he's in Missouri, and he was explaining to me that. It's your four best fish up to 18 in- or five. I'm sorry, five best fish up to 18 inches, and then you get one kicker fish that can be as any any size. Oh, that's so cool. you're going, you're trying to get five 18 inch fish, and then one you know 20 plus inch fish that's you kicker. Know, I, I like the idea that better because I, I hate you know like because I think KBF theirs is like a minimum of 12 inches for it to be uh for it to be able to be judged. And I'm like, for one, that puts a lot of work on. The staff who's, you know, and I'm talking about like big tournaments, not like the one you're doing, but like ones that have like, you know, 100 or whatever, 200 certain, you know, anglers that they're fishing. Yeah. It's like, you, know, you got these poor, these poor people who are there like judging every, you know, 12 inch to 20 inch fish. And there's hundreds of, you know, or a thousand fish that they got to go through. Like sometimes it'd be easy. Like, let's just do like, like that. Like we're only judging 18 inch fishes. Like we don't care about anything less than 18 inches. So, I mean, no, that was the thing is that it, it could be a max 18 inch. So, you know, like you couldn't just go to your golf course pond that ha- is loaded with the 20, 22 inch fish. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. On him. So you, and he was, uh, I was talking to him a bit. He couldn't get five 18 inch fish. He had, uh, you know, I think two or three, and then he, he kept catching them that were like 18 and a half. So. Oh, it, that's crazy. That, 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 that makes it real hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I liked it because it's, you know, you can't just go to that, honey hole where there's all the giants hanging out um, oh, that's, a, that's actually that's a pretty creative idea when you think about it huh yeah i mean there's probably the upsides and downsides to it too you know you're probably gonna have that one guy sitting there like i just caught five 20 inch fish and i lost you know? <laughs> well, well, well the downside of it is like you know if i catch a 20 inch fish i'm excited as shit you know, <laughs> i can't wait to take yeah. a picture of that thing and get it judged so th- that would be the downsides because now granted 20 inch fishes in new york state aren't that easy to come by like when you catch a 20 right. you know 20 and a half inch fish it's like like you did, you did something special up here like when you look at our tournaments like you know like right now i'm leading one of my tournaments with a 19 and three quarters fish uh and that's 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 considered huge the wrong we got big fish but they're just not you know the, the quantity of them aren't like they are down in florida we're like you know like, tw- like i feel like 20 inch 20 and a half inches fish down in florida like like a dime a dozen it seems like yeah yeah i mean they're they're not – they're still, you know, it's not like you get one every single cast, but it's definitely coming more often than uh, than up north. Right. And it was crazy, though. I mean, like, it gave him the opportunity to compete with somebody from Florida. So his kicker fish was uh, was 23 inches in Missouri. So, I mean, with a 23-inch kicker, 
he's able to compete with somebody from Florida. If he, if he were to get all 18 inch fish to fill those five fish and then had that 23 inch fish on top of it, he'd probably be sitting pretty. Yeah, dude, I, I want to learn more about this. This, this sounds, this, I might get involved. It sounds interesting. So, all right, man, well, I've wasted enough of your time. We're getting until almost 50 minutes, you know, like, you know, it's a weird time. Cause you know, I, I'm trying to keep the podcast going. I'm trying to keep putting content out there, but, uh, you know, kayak fishing was on a roll here about you know a month ago before this virus kicked in. We know we had you know three different organizations putting on tournaments. You know, at KBF, uh, Bass Nation, or Bassmaster, uh, Hobie, and you know tournaments were everywhere, and it was easy to talk to people because you, we just talked about the tournaments. And so now we're like in this weird this weird point in the sport where like you know like what are we gonna talk about? So now I gotta find people who just who just fish and want to talk about fishing. Uh, and whatever the hell else we talked about tonight. So, you know, I really appreciate you coming on and, and giving me something to do and something, something to put out for, you know, my listeners. Um, you know, like I said, like, not everybody wants to talk right now because everyone's, uh, hell, some people aren't even fishing. Like, all my all my, all my Cali bros, all my Cali buds up there, they're not fishing right now with all the lakes and shit are, are closed down. So, it's cool that you were able to come on the show, that Florida's still letting you fish and, uh, you know, talk some shit, run our mouths and whatever the hell else we were doing. Yeah, definitely, man. I really appreciate you having me on. It was uh, definitely a fun experience, and uh, be happy to come on again if you ever wanted me. All right, cool, man. Uh, before we go, uh, is there anyone you want to thank that makes fishing easier for you? Uh, you know, did you give out some shout-outs to people or family, whatever? Yeah. Um, first, uh, I want to shout-out Vibe Kayaks. Uh, you know, like I said, I've grown with them over the past five or six years, and they're constantly, you know, helping me get to the next level of fishing, and it's uh, it's been a pleasure being a part of their team for as long as I have. Um also, I'd like to thank uh, Z Baco. Um, I'm not uh, sponsored by them or anything, but uh, they've been a big part of helping me grow uh, as a fisherman over the past few years. As I as I finished up being a college athlete and transitioned into more of a competitive fisherman, um, you know, uh, Hunter at Z Baco has been a, a huge help with just you know helping me learn how to use his stuff. And uh, you know, I've caught a lot of fish on his baits, and it's been great. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming to the show. It means a lot weird times so it is what it is but uh we're gonna keep this thing going keep fishing as long as we can and uh you know i'll bring you back on the show when things get back to uh whatever normal is going to be after all this yeah awesome man sounds good i appreciate it all right homie i'll talk to you later all right cool